1: Hello, welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Sirda. Chiefs organized team activities continue this week. On Thursday, we heard from head coach Andy Reid, safety Justin Reid, tackle Jawan Taylor, and backup quarterback Blaine Gabbert. We'll go in that order, starting with the head coach, followed by Justin Reid. After that, we'll take a quick timeout. When we get back, we'll wrap things up with Jawan Taylor and Blaine Gabbert. Here's head coach Andy Reid.
2: So I'll start with uh, Norma Hunt. Um, you know we're obviously uh, sad that she passed away. Um, I, uh, you know, the thing that gets you through these things is trying to focus on the good times, and we had so many good times with her. And the, just the picture, the image of her uh, um, greeting Lamar up there, kind of fires me up. And uh, you know it'll be a great reunion, and and uh, I mean there's such love between them and, and the family. So. Uh, we're we're here to support them, the the family, and uh, our memories of Norma are, are, are great. So, um, with that, it's uh, uh, it's good to get these guys out here working. They're they're working their tail off. This this week has been all against opponents. So, uh, the AFC West, and then our first opponent against the Lions. So, we got some work. We got the Lions tomorrow. We've had the. AFC West the last three days. So, uh, but the guys are working hard. They're they're challenging each other um, uh, within the rules that, that you're confined to. So, um, and then, uh, but it's a good foundation for them uh, as we work in the veteran into the veteran mini camp and then uh, into training camp. Most of all, uh, they'll at least have a foundation there going up to um, St. Joe. Anyways, with that, time yours. Hey, did you just
1: early impressions of Sky Moore. You know,
2: yeah, Sky, Sky's worked real hard this offseason so and he, he looks like he's on the same page with, with Patrick um, he's doing a nice job and again we' we've just in these camps he's been doing a real nice job Let, uh, let's uh, keep on advancing as we go and, and he'll do that because he's wired right to, to do that. And do you learn anything about Donovan Smith and John Taylor from a few weeks of coaching those guys now? Yeah, so this is all pass game. There there's no there's no run game and then the defensive line pulls off, you know, once they get up the field. So um, uh, but listen, they're, they're smart guys. They uh, they're taking good sets and doing the things that they're supposed to do and uh, you can tell that they've they've played before, they're they're handling themselves right, but and digging in on the the new protections and uh, the snap counting itself, you know, and all those things uh, make sure they're ready once we get up to training camp. When you've had turnover
1: at the receiver position, especially like last couple of years, and you've got not only, you know, new guys coming in, but the rookies come in as well. Is, is there a custom game plan as far as how you prep each one of those guys and get them up to speed or you know, is there a one size fits all approach? How do you do it when you got that many new players?
2: Yeah, um, well, you, you kind of teach them the whole as you're going. Uh, one day at a time. So, you know, the whole to the part and not the part to the whole. So we, um, we, we give them the whole shebango, then we break it down for them in little pods each day, although they have all the information that they can go look at the, the big picture of things. So, um, but we try to taper the you know the individual practices into a pretty tight window there for them so they can focus in on you know, what they need to.
3: Sorry, Coach. You're, um, on the eve of the veteran mini camp, you know, when the rookies get here, everything's so new. I just wonder from a skill position standpoint, what your thoughts have been on Roxy Rice and DeNeric Prince so far?
2: Yeah, they, listen, I think they've uh, both have done a nice job. Um, again, I think the volume and the tempo and all those things, uh, the newness of uh, the plays, they're in a huddle. They're, you know what I'm saying so that's all, and the speed that we go at, and, and then the speed obviously that the defense presents. So they're in the different coverages. So they're 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 working through all that, and um, that's a positive. With with Dener specifically,
1: we saw him make a catch out there, what have you learned about him? With,
2: Which one? You know, Denaric Prince. Yeah. Yeah. No. L- listen, I I saw Veach over there coaching you guys up on that. He <laughs> he. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 he Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's got really good hands. I mean, he he, and it looked like he caught one right when Veach was there, so in the the end zone right in front of you guys. But um, he's done a nice job. Uh, Again, that's part of the game. So another part is the running game, which we're not doing um, except versus air. And and so we'll have to see how all of that goes uh, once we get there. But he's a sharp kid. He's got skill, it looks like. I mean, you know, he's big and can run and uh, has a good feel for things right now.
1: Coach Felix had been limited at rookie camp. It seems like he's come along now. Is he back to full and everything's okay?
2: Yeah, yeah, he is. He had that, that surgery, the thumb surgery, and then um, had a hamstring, too. And so he's worked through all that, and he's back in the swing. And it looks like he's feeling better every day, um, which is a good thing.
3: What was it like being around last year's team at the White House? There guys like E.B., Frank Clark, some guys who have gone to other places. What stands out from that group? Of which I was I'll tell you what, it was
2: great. You know, you know what was neat, I, I mentioned it to you down there that um, you know, you put all the politics aside. Uh, so you, you're you not Democrat, you're not Republican, you're not independent, you're just, you're an American. And I thought that was the neatest part of the thing, that everybody was just enjoying the history and they laid out a spread for us of food that was, was great and the hospitality was phenomenal. They had, different military guys in each of the rooms, they let us go in, and uh, the guys were experts on the paintings and the architecture and and who – you know, whose special room this was and that room. And so you got the history, uh, everything from the oldest table to the oldest picture. You know, you, you got the history of that, and I think the guys appreciated that part. And then – listen, President Biden spent a ton of time with the guys and uh, myself and, and some of the coaches there. so. Um, he's obviously a Delaware fan, and we got a lot of those blue hens on our team. So, uh, in the coaches ranks there, and, and Brett. So he spent a ton of time with us, more than we thought, we were thinking maybe 10 minutes you get from the president, but he was very giving there, yeah. Did you go with Green Bay back in the day, or was this I did. I did, yeah. Oh, well, Green Bay. It was a little different than that, uh, some of the restrictions are tighter now, uh, but you, you they tried not to make you feel that way. We were, we were it, and they appreciated us being there. I mean, it was like I said, the hospitality was was phenomenal. I had goes off to them. How impactful
3: was it for you and the other guys and people in the organization who were here in '19 and didn't get that experience
2: there to get it now? Yeah, it was kind of fun. I mentioned that, you know, when I had a chance to talk that well, we're enjoying the heck out of this thing. I mean, and uh, I wish all the guys from that team could have been there too, but. Um, You know it it was great that was great and we had a ton they divided off um, which I know some of you guys were there but they divided off the the crowd so you had the team and and the chiefs on the the organization on one side and then on the other side you had people that were chief fans and that live either in in DC and work or in the surrounding area there so um, and, and both sides were fully loaded there were a lot of people and that, that was kind of fun to see. And then the people that were outside by the buses, they, they let people get relatively close there and and um, again the support was, was great. I, you know, you felt that for the guys that they and the guys that left had a blast with it. They they just jumped in like, like it was not, you know, like they were still on the team and, and rolling. So how different to... has the experience been this time and the demands of everybody's time? Because
3: after fifty four with COVID, there was none of this kind of hoopla and everything.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so in a weird way, I think they were excited to have us there um, just because of that. Um, And, uh, you know, President Biden had played football at at Delaware, so he he was, I'm sure it's a breath of fresh air where he didn't have to worry about talking to the guys. He could just talk to them, and he did. And I think the guys loved that part. I think he loved it, so it it was neat. Couple more guys, Coach Reed. You have uh, Chiefs night game coming up on
3: Monday. I don't know if you saw Travis Kelsey throw the first pitch, at Cleveland.
2: Yeah, he's been working hard. Yeah, coach mom. Yeah, I think Pat has. Yeah, Pat's been Pat's been on him. He's working hard at it. I think he's you're going to get a better performance um, this time. He can throw now. It's just it's straight there.
1: So much of Kadari since he's been here, it's just making sure that he's, he stays on the field. Uh, he looks you know good from all yeah. views, but how, how has he been feeling day to day?
2: Yeah, no, he's doing good. So he, um, uh, it's it's good to have him out there. And I think he's having fun you know, and developing a relationship there with, with everybody, the quarterback in particular.
3: Nate, and then Nick. Uh, Andy, you mentioned how the food was excellent at the White House. Can you get specifics as to what was all involved in the
2: spread? Yeah, so um, they had, they did have some good stuff. They had a, a i I've never had this before, so a French toast, grilled cheese and ham sandwich that they sprinkled a little bit of powdered sugar on. I mean, it was phenomenal. The guys were, and it was, there was abundance of this. Uh, and, and then they had uh, chicken fingers, exotic chicken fingers. And then maybe the best part was they had, uh, which I hadn't seen before, but little bite-sized squares of the heart of the watermelon. So whoever, you know, my hat went off to the chef. I went back and talked to him. I mean, I just go, you guys are unbelievable. I mean, whoever cut all of that out and had the patience to do that, hat goes off to him. All right.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> How was the White House? Man, the White House was sick. was <laughs> <laughs> really sick. I, like, I didn't know what to expect when we first went out there, but it was a good time. I'm like an information junkie, too, so, like, I really liked it. The art curators there um, talking about you know the artwork and the furniture, and then we got to talk to some of the corporals and uh, marines and secret service officers. It's really cool. Well, what information
3: did, did you kind
4: of retain from, from some of that? Um, well, the best story I got for you, best story I got for you. One of our curators was telling about this portrait that was hanging up, and said that maybe 60, 70 years ago, this American family took a trip to India, and they saw this portrait. It's covered in dirt, muddy, whatever, whatever. Um, So, they end up going to the store, and the the people who were selling it sold it for $7 but wanted to keep the frame, right? So, they kept the frame, they get the portrait, bring it back to America, Um, turns out it was an original painting of like Philadelphia from like colonial time or whatever. Portrait's worth $300 million (laughs) dollars. They bought it for $7, you know what I mean, it was freaking nuts, so I was like, yeah, there's a couple stories like that, and then um, we got the tour, uh, the main level, and most of the time when you have public tours, they have it roped off. And we got to actually go and like be in it and sit on the furniture. Um, and we and a couple guys got to go talk to some of the White House staff about uh, our experiences and championship habits and handling pressure, um, and give our insights to it. So it was really unique. How tough is it,
1: like, you know, 'cause you have that moment and you're gonna have the ring ceremony, I believe, next week. How tough do you think it's gonna be for, to, like, turn the page in a sense, of knowing that? You have to do it. I know this will be the
4: first time in your career you have to do yeah, it. Uh, my, honestly, the page has already turned. Like We're out there, we're out there um, working. We're out there chasing another championship. We're starting to build a new culture. Um, every year is different. It's a new team. We know nothing's going to be given to us. We've got an even bigger target on our back than we did last year. Um, now we get to, take, we get to you know, take a moment every once in a while to go back in the history book and, or the yearbook and you know, enjoy that moment and have some of our former players, you know Juan and Juju and some of those guys come back. Um, you know, you get to talk to them a little bit. Um, but as far as the mentality in the room, um, we're, working to, we're working to, you know, continue this dynasty and continue to build on what we did last year, not just rest on our laurels and what, ha- what we already did. Yeah,
1: and speaking of turning the page, it, it seems like Brian is, is really not shy in, in getting involved. Love like? it. Love it. Super,
4: super, Brian Cook, yeah. super vocal guy. Um, where we are right now, as far as sh- last year, we had so many new faces, myself included. Where we are right now on the communication side and really knowing the defense, we're light years ahead of where we were last year. It's really exciting. Um, you can feel it in the communication and the energy out there. Guys know the program now, we're bought into the system. And it's about bringing the new guys now that we have uh, along and catching them up. And I think it'll be easier to do than last year because last year there's just so many new faces. It's, you know, it just takes a little bit longer to bring it all together. Um, but This year, Chuck's been doing well. We're um, gonna keep it, keep bringing guys along. Really like Drew Tranquil a lot. He's been adjusting really nicely.
3: So, to you? Where do you think you made that biggest jump, going from being a new face last year to this year, coming off
4: the White House visit? Oh man, the confidence. Like I'm a guy. I'm a guy. I, I see myself as a as a play caller on defense. You know, I enjoy the X's and O's, um, the checks, um, really getting everybody situated, and putting the best position, and then playing a couple of different roles from strong safety to free safety to dime linebacker to uh, sometimes kicker. Um, you know, like having confidence in those roles and not having to be out there and think and just be able to play, like as offenses make shifts to make those adjustments rapidly, have, have ourselves in the right positions and leverages and to play fast at that point, um, really start to take the game to a new level. You know, and I think in the second half of the year you start to see that, and I'm planning to continue that progression this year.
2: Well, about you, When did you start to feel comfortable with
4: what you were doing last um, year? About a week or two after the first time we played at the Bengals. A week or two after that, I really started to get it down because we do a lot of stuff, man. We do a lot of stuff, and um, then we had a lot of new faces, so it's kind of hard because there wasn't as much help, to you know. So we're all like kind of you know trying to figure it out together. Um, but this year, guys are just so much sharper, just from having experience in the team. Um, that the comfort level is so much higher and the confidence is higher. Not
2: that long, regular, not many regular season games. I mean, just a few games
4: to go. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It definitely takes there is a little bit of a steeper learning curve here than maybe some other football programs just because of the depth of the playbook. Um, but once guys get it, man, it's really exciting to let you because the pressure's hit home. I mean Coach Spags and the defensive staff and the offensive staff do a phenomenal job game planning, you know, they uh they challenge us with the load of it. Um, but in the end it makes us a better team.
1: Spags always talks about the, the volume that you guys had and you throw at the rookies and I'm sure that you've Last year, What do you make of Spags and his system and how impressed are you that you can do so many different things with him? Well, well, it makes it
4: extremely hard to game plan. You know, I've been a part of systems where you might go into a game with, you know, six or seven plays. Um, and we want to just do what we do. And in this system, you know, we go into a, a game with 30 plays, you know, so it's extremely difficult for opposing offenses to try and game plan for that because we want to have a different pressure schemed up for you every week. You're not going to know what's going to come. So as long as guys are in tune and run the pressures correctly, typically they hit home.
2: Go, there's, a a few, more. there's a few guys around the league who run into problems with the uh, NFL's gambling rules. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like guys understand what they're allowed to do and what they're not allowed to
4: do in terms of I think that I think that we can clear it up a little bit. I think that there has been some trial and error and some unfortunate incidents. Um, uh, as far as my experience personally, um, like talking about how even making bets inside of the locker room, you know, I mean, you had some guys suspended from Detroit for about that, even if it wasn't on NFL games. Just the instance of making a bet on anything inside a locker room is an infraction, right? So I think that having some more clarity on those details and really driving it home, I think that guys now know the severity of it um, because it's starting to happen a couple of times now. You know, Calvin really just getting reinstated from it and the you know, guys has happened this year. Um, so just some awareness and uh, some caution and some leadership there, I think, will help. Justin, looking
1: at how we're hoping these young how much of a benefit do you think it was that not only did they
4: play last year, but like Jalen, Joshua, O'Brien, they made huge plays in the yeah. title game in yeah. the Super Bowl? Yeah, uh, I think that that leaves some bounds for their confidence because, you know, um, Josh makes the plays against Devontae Adams, arguably the best wide receiver in the league. You know, Jalen Watson coming up with a big-time pick in the Cincinnati Bengals game in the playoff game and really iced the game. Um, I think that moments like that allow them the confidence to be like, I'm a player here and I deserve and I've earned my spot here. Um, but not to become satisfied with that, but to continue to work and drive it. You know, we have a, a competitive atmosphere to work, um, but to still to have pelts on the wall, have those moments. I think is huge for their confidence and uh, makes makes us all a better team. Awesome.
3: Yeah. With the softball game coming up tomorrow, is there anything you're kind of looking
4: forward to with it? We got a couple of guys that claim they're pretty good baseball players, so I'm I'm excited to see them put their money where their mouth is and see you know some guys hit for the sw- hit swing for the fences on the home run derby. Um, I'm going to get out there. I'm not making any promises, uh, but we have some other defensive players that have a baseball background. B. Cook is one of them, so you got to get to see what those guys got. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Yes, sir. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals.
5: I've been loving it, man. Uh, It's been so fun. I'm so excited to be here and be a part of such a great team.
3: Had you had any um, relationship before with Donovan, and just what was it like to join him to the team,
5: knowing that you guys are going to be the two ends of the the offensive line? When I heard he was coming, it was so so glad. I was glad to hear it, man. He's a great player. I've been knowing him for years. Uh, We connect because we had the same offensive line coach, uh, George Warhop. So that's how we knew about each other for the past few years.
1: When you first signed, there had been some talk about you jumping over the left side. Has it been a relief in a sense that you're just going to stick to the right side, or how did you take the, the news?
5: I'm just here to help the team win, man, wherever the team needs me. Uh, I told Coach Reed if I, they need me on the left, I'll play the left. they need me on the right, I'll play the right. So, um, you know, I feel like I'm athletic to do either one, so wherever the team needs me, I'm there.
1: I, didn't, I didn't know we're a long time away from this, but in, in a situation where in
3: game you needed to slide over, do you think you'd feel comfortable?
5: Oh, yeah, for sure, definitely, and especially learning the offense. Now I learn the system, I'll be, I'll be ready.
3: Coming from Jacksonville, you know Coach Peterson, a lot of times with him and, and Coach Reed. What have you seen any similarities in, in the playbook so far?
5: Oh yeah, definitely similarities. Uh, I feel like it's a few more moving parts in this offense, uh, a little more advanced for the offensive line. But uh, you know, I've been learning it and uh, I've been enjoying it.
3: How, how much more advanced
5: is it? Oh, not crazy, not too much more advanced because it's definitely similar. But uh, but it's definitely a great great scheme.
1: Coach Reed talks about this is a passing camp, and you know when, mm-hmm. when it comes to the offensive line, you can't really touch each other and everything. Right. Uh, you know, how do you use your time? What are you learning this
5: time? I uh, really just soaking in everything I can soak in from coach heck um, You know just tweaking and adjusting different things with my game just to make me better um, So anything I can do to, to do that I've been soaking it in just taking notes in meetings, but uh, also just learning the system learning how they like things done around here And uh, you know just doing my part Do You find
1: that, that there are some you know, specific things that you know coach heck wants you to do as far as you know either you know, scheme-wise, technique-wise, that's maybe different
5: than what you've done in the past? Um, not really. Just, uh, you know, just tweaking different things, just adjusting small things, um, you know, different techniques. But uh, not changing too much, but, you know, it's always room for improvement.
3: How do you perfect your
5: technique in, in, in this side of camp? Uh, really just doing it in Indy, and then everything you do in Indy just carry it over to the team. Uh, so when I go against the guys, you know, of course, we can't do too much, but uh, definitely try to take meaningful reps every time I'm out there.
3: Are are y'all seeing the chemistry
5: kind of form with with the the five Giants so far? Oh, most definitely. Um, We have a a very good O-line room, not just the five and uh, and the ones, but also the rest of the guys, a very, very good um, group of guys.
1: How much time off the field have you spent with some of these guys in the room? I know that in previous years, the offensive line, that would have get-togethers and things like
5: that. Uh, I've spent a lot of time with them so far. Uh, Pretty much every week we try to do something fun, uh, whether we go to dinners or do something like that, um, just to build a relationship and build that bond with each other. Uh, But I've been enjoying it. Everybody here is, is very welcoming.
3: Have y'all had the, the big-man steakhouse dinner yet?
5: Yes, we did, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Pat Pat took us out uh, last week. Uh, we went to uh, Ocean Prime. It was really good. Everybody enjoyed each, each other, but uh, it was good. Well, what kind of steak did you get? <laughs> uh, I didn't get a steak that night. Um, I think I got uh, some sushi, and I just tried some of the appetizers and stuff. I didn't go too crazy. Thank you, Patty. No, I didn't pay. Last
3: one. I know, uh, I know Donovan said that he had heard a lot about an Andy Reid training camp. Mm-hmm. Um, from your vantage point, what have some of the veterans told you about what to expect when the team does go to St. Joe? Uh,
5: just be in shape. Uh, be <laughs> in shape. <laughs> that's, really, that's really it. Uh, just be in shape and be ready to go. Uh, we heard it's hard, but we definitely got to make sure we show up in shape and ready to go. All right. Thank you. Thank you, I appreciate that.
6: Thank you, to home. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to be home. And, and a, an yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was it
1: about Kansas what, what made the decision
6: to come here? Uh, it was pretty easy, just talking to Chad Henney for a while, um, then having the chance to talk to Coach Reed and kind of pick their brains, see what they wanted in a backup, um, see how Chad enjoyed it. Um, talking to Daniel Kilgore, who played here, um, Blake Bell. It was a very easy decision. Um, coach Reed's always been a guy and a coach that I've watched from afar, um, and how he handles himself, how he handles the organizations that he represents. And um, it's nothing but first class. And it's been that way since I've been here.
2: Specifically, what did Chad tell you about?
6: He loved it. Um, he spoke extremely highly of uh, the entire coaching staff, not only Coach Reed, but Nags, Girardi, all the guys that we work with on a daily basis. and um, I think he was here for five years, um, yeah. and he's somebody that I trust his opinion on. And um, being last year, I think it was his fifteenth year, so he's been around the block quite a bit. And um, he spoke very highly of the organization. And um, really, it was it was an easy sell at that point.
1: What type of player would you say that if, if Chiefs fans were were asking a left tackle in, in Donovan Smith and when he brings them there?
6: Extremely gifted, um, one of the most athletic, physically gifted left tackles that I've seen, and going on thirteen years now. And I told Patrick when we all got here, I was like, "He's going to help this team a lot. Um, He's going to help solidify that front uh, with JT and Donnie on the edges and our interior guys. That's got to be the best, if not the best, offensive line in the NFL." How much do you feel
2: like his injuries set him back
6: last year? You know, injuries are a part of the game, um, and they're sometimes they're hard to play through. And uh, Donnie's an extremely tough player. as you guys know, he's been one of the most durable offensive linemen through the first eight, nine years of his career. And, you know, some things just he got nicked up last year. So it was a down year and I know he's gonna want to play well this year and he's gonna play well. Um, he's a great friend. He's a great football player. Being
3: in the room with Tom and then being in the room with Pat, do you see these similarities there, maybe how they approach
6: their craft? They're maniacal perfectionists. Um, that's, and I mean that in the most endearing way possible. Um, they're two of They're the two best, in my opinion, to ever play the game. Um, To see the similarities, kind of how they operate in the meeting room, on the practice field. Now they're completely different players, as we all know. Um, But the way they approach the game on and off the football field is the exact same way, and you can see why they both have had such sustained success early on and then throughout their careers.
3: How do you see that impact?
6: Just his attention to detail. He's a master of the system. He's been in it now, I think, going on seven years. He still approaches it like it's day one, still taking notes the same way as he did as a rookie, as all quarterbacks do. You need to kind of refresh every single year. And um, there's always something that he wants to work on, always something to improve on, um, always something to get better at. How has
1: the learning process of Andy Reid's system been for you so far? It's been fun.
6: I guess I would say I'm pretty good at learning offensive now, offenses now at this point in my career, which I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. But um, it's been a blast. Uh, It's definitely been refreshing being in the last system for four years, really five, going back to Arizona with Bruce, um, it's been a nice change of pace. Um, just a lot of studying, a lot of Facetimes with Girardi, just going over the plays, going over the script. So um, it's just like back to school for the first day. Blaine,
1: obviously, you can help the team if you get in there. If Patrick gets hurt, but what are some other ways you hope to help this team?
6: Just uh, wisdom, experience. Um, I've been in a lot of around a lot of teams, a lot of coaches, a lot of offensive systems. So just asking, not really the quote dumb question, but just kind of starting conversations on seeing things different ways, doing things different ways. It just kind of engages people and, um, kind of see like a 10,000 foot view of football. Yeah, just, it's just high level football questions. Um, because there's so many ways to skin a cat. Um, there's so many ways to complete a pass, run a concept, um, and every coaching staff, every tree, every scheme is different. Um, and I've haven't yet to be in this system before. So it's, it's definitely a learning curve. But, um, if we can just Take bits and pieces from every system I've been in and just apply it. Start a conversation. That's a good thing.
3: Bling, there's a undrafted guy in the backfield with you, Demarcus Prince, for much of this uh, OTA section. Mm-hmm. Just how do you try to help someone who's very new to the league, who obviously wasn't drafted, and trying to sort of bring them along? For being,
6: yeah, for being a rookie, he's doing a tremendous job. Um, he's a lot of fun to be back there. He had a great catch today on a mm-hmm. on a deep ball that Pat threw him, which. It was unbelievable to see a rookie running back, especially a big running back like that, jump, twist, and catch a back shoulder. So he's doing a great job. He'll be a lot of fun to watch in training camp when we get the pads on in the preseason games in the regular season because he's definitely going to be a load getting downhill. Do you keep up
3: with Mizzou football at all? in New Columbia?
6: We were just talking about that, actually. Um, my buddy Justin Smith, who was a longtime D-tackle in the NFL, I played with him in San Francisco. He lived in Columbia there for a while, but I've not been back um, there's been so much turnover there the last 13, 14 years, so uh, it's been tough to keep track. But you know they're doing well in the SEC. But I'm a Big 12 guy at heart, so it's <laughs> tough, to, tough to see that one go. <laughs> I miss the KU Nebraska rivalries, but no, they're they're doing well. But I don't, know, I can't get behind the SEC stuff.
3: <laughs>
6: Young and talented. Um, those guys are eager to learn and. Uh, It's nice having a young group of guys that are just absorbing information and um, they're working extremely hard. um, And it's just, it's a lot of fun to work with. Um, I've been fortunate the last few years to work with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Gronk. So I'm just seeing how that that level of player worked and their work habits. I try and help the young guys kind of emulate those work habits and bring them along.
3: And kind of getting to see Travis firsthand day in, day out, what's kind of really impressed
6: you? He's, yeah, he's... I mean the best. It's he has a rare feel for the game of football. Um, I usually say like he sees the game like a quarterback, Um, knows when to sit down, when to get open, when to get his head around. So, um, to have a guy like that, being so close to the tight end position, it's an invaluable asset that we have. Um, And he's been such a great player for so long, and um, he's doing great as always. Anything
2: else? Chase
1: was backing up Yeah, Chase was here. Shoot. Yeah,
6: so I talked to Chase about it. and He loved it here There's I mean, there's been a lot of guys that have come through here that I know and um, Yeah, chase Chad Kilgore all the guys. So I spoke very highly of this place
2: last one well
6: you
2: were talking about Travis earlier. It seems like he's gonna get another shot of redemption
6: with the ceremonial first pitch as a quarterback. Any uh, any advice for him uh, you know, in terms of throwing that. Yeah, ball? we call that the old fifty footer you threw, but uh, <laughs> I think mounds are sixty feet six inches, but you know, you just gotta get the release point right. It's tough throwing a football compared to a baseball and a baseball, especially been throwing a football. Feels a little light in the hands, like I don't know, I might throw one off the backstop too the first time. <laughs> All right, thanks.
0: Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. From data privacy to the future of TV, retail media, and beyond, the world of digital marketing is constantly in flux. So how can you keep up? Well, the Current Report is there for you. Each week, marketing leaders on the cutting edge give you the latest insights. So if it's creating a buzz, they'll be talking about it. Subscribe to The Current Report wherever you get your podcasts.